Hi everyone, <clears throat> my name is Natalie Ledwell and this is The Inspiration Show. Today on the show, uh, my special guest will be sharing uh, an inspiring story of how when he had an experience at the age of six years old, he's gone on to lead a life of, of generosity and compassion and how he's compelling other people to do the same. But before we get into the interview today, I just want to remind you that if you are watching this show on YouTube, you can click the link below after you finish watching the video to go through to my 30 second quiz to figure out what is blocking you from success. Of course, if you're watching this on mymovies.com, you can just click um, on the, you can click on the, you can actually leave your email <laughs> uh, in the box on this page so we can send you the Manifesting with a Master's Video eCourse for free. So without further ado, let me please introduce my special guest today, Mr. Robert Clancy. How are you, Robert? I am doing outstanding. Thank you so much. I am <laughs> um, so happy to have you here. You are the author of The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Soul. Um, you uh, have such an incredible, so many different labels to who you are. You're a minister and transformational leader and, and business owner and so forth. So um, you have such uh, an interesting life and experience. But before we get into you know some of the, uh, the stuff that we're going to talk about today, why don't we start with your story? Um, and how you got to to how you got to being on this video with me today? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so I, I think you alluded to the journey started at age six, and that's my earliest recollection of compassion for others. And I was on a uh, vacation with my family in Jamaica. So I'll I'll tell the shorter version of the story. I met this um, man who was probably about eighteen to twenty years old, and it felt like, and I know he felt it too, that we had always known each other. And he sort of took me under his wing. I didn't know how to swim. He taught me how to, uh, to swim while I was there. And later I fell in the pool. So I probably would have drowned. So he saved my life three times during that trip. The mm -hmm. second one was um, after I told him I, I learned how to swim, he was so excited. Took me down to the beach to some shells that he had collected. And I almost uh, I came very close to being stung by a very large Portuguese man-of-war jellyfish which would have killed me and it ended up stinging him because he actually threw me up on the beach and uh, saved my life again. <laughs> the third time uh, was when we went to his village because he told me that he dove to collect coral and things to sell to tourists and he told me about this village that he supported and I begged my parents to let him take me there and they actually made arrangements with the resort and went to this village so it was just him and I and it was the first time I'd seen poverty on that level and I also saw the beauty in everything and how simple life was with having really these children around me who were all laughing, smiling, and had torn clothes, but they had everything they needed because it was inside them. And I remember when I left, my parents uh, went back to the village uh, the, where we stayed. Uh, it was a resort village. And um, I only flew home with the clothes on my back. I asked them to give all of my stuff to those kids in the village. And my parents had just bought all these brand new clothes for the vacation. So I had stuff I only wore once at, in my life. And so that was my first act of compassion. And he ended up saving my life again, really saving my soul by giving me that opportunity. So it was all the synchronicity of that. And uh, I had a later experience at age 19, which I could go into in a little bit. And that's sort of the big moment. But that was the first moment. Wow. And so. Um... I mean, how many, well, roundabout, how many years ago was that? That was, uh, let's see, <laughs> do the math there, I was probably about 44, 45 years ago that right. that incident happened in Jamaica. 
Wow. I was six years old. So now you can figure out how old I am. I'm 51. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, guys don't have to worry so much about their age, but, but um, I mean, I, I'm actually tearing up hearing that story because it's like your soul was recognizing this other soul and and, um, and it was the gift that he gave you to, to have that awareness. So yeah. you have that experience when you're six. How do you carry that experience back home with you when you come back to the U.S.? I just, you know, I, I went um, on a journey after that because it was really about kindness. And one thing that you can always do is share a smile with somebody. And that guy had a smile ear to ear every time he saw me. And I took that back with me. And I don't think I've ever left it, you know, because it's I can still see him. Believe it or not, I still have the shells that he gave me on my desk at my office. And I have a Polaroid picture of him and I standing there smiling ear to ear because we both wanted to always remember each other. Mm. I can imagine that. <laughs> so beautiful. So um, so now you, you're back in the U.S. and, and uh, you know, you've actually started on this journey of, of compassion and volunteering. So tell me what that looked like and how that, that started forming for you. Well, um, I, I just got involved. My, my uh, greatest role model was my, uh, my mother and my father, you know, both of them. My dad was a, a World War II veteran. He was on Omaha Beach during the D-Day invasion. Um, he volunteered for that and signed up. My mother uh, was a consummate volunteer and a beautician who, when I was at her wake, uh, people said, you know, it's not that your mother made me look beautiful. It's that she always made me feel beautiful. So that, you know, is what I was raised in. And I, I, I know that there are great role models to bring that forward. I spent the last 27 years volunteering with Hugh O'Brien Youth Leadership, teaching um, uh, high school sophomores the value of giving back uh, through leadership development and community service. And so now my reach through hundreds and even thousands of these high school sophomores, it's geometric. It's, it's like a rainstorm of kindness and these ripples go out and they touch everyone's shore and your reach can be expanded by all the people that you touch and that's one of the greatest things that we have as a gift is is love is the fabric of the universe it's it's the stitching that holds it together and we're all connected to that and if you can go on that fabric and and put those stitches in place with these other it just connects to everything and that's really the beauty of giving back yeah, I well, you know, as you know, I also have a like a, a, a curriculum, a personal development curriculum that we're actually our first pilot test is happening in Detroit, uh, in the middle schools there. Yeah. Um, so I'd like to hear a little bit about what you're doing with uh, with with sophomores. So you know, these days it's for teenagers, it's so difficult. I mean, they're overwhelmed from every single ang angle with technology and the pressure at school and the pressure from home and and all of that. So how are you using, you know, what you know and your skills to be able to expand their uh, experience of life? Well, one of the greatest things that I learned and something that you can put into place right now, especially working with youth, is to listen. Mm -hmm. You have to listen with not only your ears, but you have to listen with your heart and understand that they're all going through something. These students that I typically work with um, go on to be valedictorians of their school or the presidents of the school or, or you know of their class and different things but I found that every single one of us out there we're all going through something you're going through something mm -hmm. and I know it and that's the beauty of life is how do you overcome that so one thing I discovered was 
this, um, the best way to put it into a model is a black box. We all have this little black box that we store bad things that happen to us or things we don't want other people to know. And getting one of these uh, young people to sort of identify that and figure it out and then release it. It's like putting, a, you know, releasing a dove and just letting it out of the box and so it can go and they can go on. And if you can reach that critical age of 15 or 16, around that time is when all of that stuff, you know, hormones are going, everything's going, you're sort of yeah. gelling. And I don't think the human mind actually fully forms until it's about 24, 25. I think there's scientific proof of that. But you reach it that at that point and you set the foundation for a better life. And I see these kids, because I've been involved so many years that I know where they are now. I've seen them grow up. So I'm not just talking about, yeah, this could work. I know it works. And it's something that you can put into place right now easily. Yeah. So uh, I know that what we're talking about here is, is um, high school kids, but you know, if someone's watching this show right now and there was, if there was something that you could say to them right now, they go, look, if there's one thing you can implement today, it's actually going to change the energy of your day or your week or your month or your year, you know, what would you, what would you say? Well, the simplest thing that you can do right now that costs nothing, that you carry with you every day, is to smile. And you need to smile when you're alone. There's a profound experience that happens when you smile when you're alone. I try to do it when I'm in my car. I'm just driving along. And you'll see other people in their car, and they have that face that looks like this. You know, it's like... <laughs> and I'll see him at the lights and I'll just smile and sometimes that smile will actually go over to that other car uh, that's one simple thing you can do the other is if you're struggling with something if you have something in that black box it's to find a trusted person and just have them listen to you because sometimes just talking about it and getting it out takes that weight off of you you no longer have to carry it why carry that weight and if, if they're there just to listen and not judge, you need to find a very trusted ally to do that. And sometimes it's your spouse and sometimes it's not. But after you release it, if it is not your spouse, go back and then talk to them about it. And it's a great healing process to be able to put things out as difficult as they are. And you'll be surprised at the response that you're going to get. Absolutely. I know I'm actually writing a book at the moment and uh, one of the chapters is uh, about the time Glenn and I owned a nightclub in Sydney, which at the time was, you know, fun in the beginning and then I wasn't fun and then it was just all tough and, and yeah. I had a lot of, um, I had a lot of negative, uh, you know, story around this whole time in our life. Um, but actually just sitting down and writing out, um, you know, the whole process but looking at it, you know, from a different point of view because I think, you know, the more we can, yes, we want to get the story out that we have, but then it's like, okay, well, if I want to retell this story in a way that this was, you know, because everything happens for a reason. Yes. We don't waste a second in this lifetime and everything's happening on purpose. So if there was, there was a reason we went through that experience, what was the positive that we got from that? Um, and then be able to change the story mm -hmm. so we sort of more empowered from that way as well. I call those the silver linings, and you're looking for for that. And I recently just heard news, and it sounds devastating. It was a, a good friend of mine who was in a car accident just before the first day of his new job, um, lost the use of his legs temporarily, went through the hospital, it took him a whole year to recover, uh, and then they just discovered, you know, three or four years later that he's got cancer in that leg, and now they have to remove the leg. And my wife was talking to me about it, and she said she was really devastated that this is happening. And I said, you know, if he hadn't had that accident, they might not have been focusing on his legs, and he might have had pain there, went in and had it checked out, and they discovered the cancer. So 
you know, there is there is something that comes out of every seemingly negative experience because it's called balance. And I do martial arts. I'm a fifth degree black belt master in Chun Tu Kwan Hapkido and a fourth degree master in um, combat. Uh, well, it's uh, Taekwondo as well. So what I've always learned from that, what I uh, I own my own school as well on the side. So I don't see many things I do. Um, one thing I always refer to the students is balance. You need to keep yourself in balance, and it's always to disrupt the balance of your opponent. Um, but when you can keep yourself in balance, and, and the other is ground. Be grounded. Ground is is not only they discovered it's it's a weapon, it's a tool, it's it's useful. So when you, you know you bring this into the philosophical point, keeping yourself grounded and keeping yourself in balance is part of it. So how do you know if you don't have the negative and the positive coming together? There's no balance. So that's interesting because you are the fourth person in the last three days that's actually been talking to me about balance. So what's your definition of balance? It's really just keeping things uh, in, in a, a state of flux. And let's say it's your family and you want more family time. Well, there's going to be times where family's going to have to come down a little bit so that you can do something else. But you then have to make it up through balance of doing something else. So I always talk about make sure you've got time for your family, and especially with the kids, I say, you know, younger people, they all run around with their PIDs, personal isolation devices. <laughs> so you need to have some balance between interacting with live people and your friends online and your Snapchat and your Instagram and God knows what else is coming out, but <laughs> whatever they're connecting with. I said it's a great social tool, but so is your face and so is your body and being in a social environment and doing things. So uh, today I, I just went up and I ordered a, a small pool table. It's a portable pool table put it in the basement because it's a great social thing. You're not really on the phone playing that so they can go down and you socialize. And we have two foreign exchange students that just joined our family a couple of days ago. Um, for this, this is our second year of hosting them and it's great to have that in the house and, and again it, it's you need things to disrupt your balance and bring it back. So my definition of balance is just keeping everything in your life in some kind of harmony. Love it. I love it. Robert, it's been fantastic talking to you today. Um, now if people want to connect with you um, and find out more you know, about the books or, or programs or anything that you have, where can we send them to do that? Sure. Uh, my website is guidetothesoul.com, and up there I have a newsletter that you can sign up for, and there's several free gifts that you get with that. I've got guided meditations. I have a book that contains 80 inspirational poems that I I wrote and other things. So, yeah, there's a, there's a ton of information and, and music and everything for you. Beautiful. So guys, yeah, if, you, uh, if you're if you watching this uh, online, just click to the banner to the side and go through the Robert's website. And if you're watching it on the app, there's a banner underneath. Um, so thanks again, Robert. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you today. Thank you so much for having me on. This has been great. Great, awesome. So guys, I encourage you to share this video. You can do that by clicking the Facebook and the Twitter share buttons on this page. And remember, if you're watching this on YouTube, click the link below to go through and do my 30-second quiz to find out what's blocking you from success. And if you're watching this on mymovies.com, make sure you leave your email so we can send you the Manifesting with the Masters video equals. So until next time, remember to live large, choose courageously, and love without limits. We'll see you soon.